Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Pastor Dan is bringing you a teaching, so head over to crosswalkphoenix.com and find today's message under the worship tab. There you can download the Crosswalk notes to follow along. And now, here's Pastor Dan. As we look at relationships, okay, everyone here is in a relationship of some kind. It might be a marriage relationship, might be a family relationship, might be a friend relationship, might be a work relationship, all different kinds of relationships. Uh, We're going to talk about things that are going to create balance in all of them, but specifically ones where God directs us in a marriage today. So, So as we get started, first of all, what I want to talk about is the concept of balance. And... Just the other day, I I hadn't driven my wife's vehicle for a while, and I I got in and I drove it down Dobbins, and I noticed there's a shake in it, just a little bit of that vibration. And I'm like, hey, did you realize that, that?" and she's like, yeah, I, I did. I'm like, yeah, I need to know about that, right? I need to know because we need to take this in to get the tires looked at. And, and when they go in and, and you do that through some magical process that I don't want to know anything about, they balance them. And, and so they might spin balance them, they, they might put weights on them, but what they do is they get your tires back in balance. And the thing about balance is this, is when you have good balance on your car, you don't even notice it. And then once you start to lose balance and you, you get that vibration, you can't stop seeing it all the time because it, it just shows up. And, and sometimes as, as it goes on, it gets worse and worse. And, and sometimes when it's slow, it's worse, but sometimes when it fast, it, it gets even more. And you get to this vibration and you're like, you finally get to a point where I can't do anything about this, so I need to take it in. Well, today we're going to look at that in a relationship. And in a relationship, when relationships are going well, when everything is good, you probably don't think about them very much. That, that maybe even you take your situation or, or you take the other person for granted because everything is going well. And then all of a sudden, in, in your relationship, you start to get a little bit of a wobble. You get to a little shim. And, and what that looks like in a relationship is, is you get frustrated by another person. You, you get hurt by them. Um, maybe that hurt left for a while graduates into an anger. And, and so what happens is, is you're in this relationship and now you're extremely frustrated and you can't help but see that there are, are, are things going on that, that you are not happy about and all of a sudden now you want to see a change and, and you want that to change immediately. So what I'm going to do right now is a horrible teaching technique and I'm going to show you the wrong answer first, okay? The wrong answer, Joda, this is going to be the, that first slide. And this, this is the normal way that I would say most people go to. This is the wrong way to create balance in your relationship. And, and this is why I say that. This, this is what we think of in balance. And balance is, you know what? I'm over on this side. I'm doing all the work. It's like, you know what, I'm doing all this, and if I'm going to get balance, the person on the other side better step up to the plate and, and start pulling their weight because I want to get to 50-50, right? Newsflash, in case no one ever told you this, life isn't fair. 
And, and there is no such thing in a relationship that's 50-50. We were talking about this as we were writing the message, and Phil, Phil was telling, Phil, our, our staff minister who, who does youth ministry, was telling us when he was in Mexico, he was talking to a, a pastor there, and they were talking about marriage. And, and the pastor told him, if you want your marriage to be 50-50, each of you has to give 80-20. And it's like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you think it's going to be 50-50, it needs to be 80-20. Because most of us, at some point or another, feel like this, where we are doing more than the other person. Now, I'm not going to, to I don't want to blanket statements say that, that your relationship isn't like that, where the other person needs to give or do more. That could very well be the case. But I'm telling you, that is not the way to find balance in a marriage. Because as we look at this, uh, that, that if I were in this, and, and, and you're in a relationship in your marriage, right? Uh, if, if that's what it happens to be, or at work, that I can, I can portray myself in such a way that shows that I give more. And one way that you could do it is that in your, in your household, I'm, I'm, I'm betting that someone gets a paycheck of some kind, and one person gets paid more than the other. Unless you happen to have the exact same job with the exact same pay, someone gets paid more. So what I like to do when talking about balance, if I make more, hey, I'm bringing more money home. Come on. When are you going to pick up the, the slack here, right? But then the person I'm talking to doesn't want to talk about that. What they want to talk about is, let, let's talk about who's spending more time with the kids. Let, let's talk about who's doing more work around the house. And then, and then I'll say, well, I want to talk about who takes the garbage out every Thursday. That's yeah, me. Right there. Right there, baby. Right there. Every week. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Is that when you go for balance in a relationship based on that, it's always going to be coloring yourself in such a way, because this is the way if there's an imbalance in a relationship that we want to fix, it's because we feel like we're doing too much. So, Joda, I don't want to see the wrong answer anymore. Please take it away. Please. Thank you. And now what I'm going to do in the message is, is we're going to go through a, a number of verses, and I would like you to think about balance in a different way. And we're going to look at that right now, different pictures that the Bible gives us about balance. And it's a way that doesn't depend on another person or someone else to do more, but rather it's something where each of us individually can take ownership in creating balance in our lives. So we start, and where we start is Psalm 127, verses 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house... The builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Now, as we look at this, this is talking about balance. It really is. And it's talking about an, a number of relationships. And, and it's the building of a house, the building of a home. Uh, the, the city and the success of a city, uh, the success of work. And so what we're seeing here is that in any relationship that we are in, that ultimately we need to take a, a stance and a recognition 
that we need God's blessing in order for it to succeed. Every single one of us. And, and not only that, but we turn to him for that blessing. The next verse helps us understand this even more. Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. And this gives a picture of a specific relationship, and this relationship is the relationship in the church. It says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. So again, a relationship in the household, in in the church. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So the picture that God is giving us of balance is not not that balance where I'm doing more or less. But what he's doing is giving us a picture of balance in, in the same way that I look at it as standing on the stage. The stage is, is solid. And, and when I'm standing here, I have good balance. But if I come down on these steps, these steps are, yeah, it's amazing I haven't fallen down them yet. But, but the truth of the matter is, is that they are not nearly as solid as this. And so if I want to have good balance, I need to be on, on solid footing. And that's the start of a relationship as well. In the blank, you can write, the blueprint for a relationship comes from casting vision. That's what Jeff talked about last week, Pastor Jeff, that he was talking about casting vision. So that's kind of the blueprint of of what we want these relationships to look like. But the solid foundation that gives balance and stability is this relationship to Jesus. It gives, it gives balance and stability to a relationship is a relationship with Jesus. Okay, balance and stability related to Jesus. So what I want to do now is show you another picture. And now this is a picture of balance where we don't normally think about it as balance. And it, it's this foundation where you have the storms coming and, and you have the foundation on the rock. A reference there is, is to Jesus when he says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, who has balance and a foundation and stability. That's what balance is for. The rains came down, the winds blew and beat against that house, but it stayed strong because it had its foundation on the rock. I think especially now, because of the pictures we have seen from Texas, Florida, Puerto Rico, and now they're, they're getting hit on the Gulf Coast as we speak by another hurricane, that, that we have seen the pictures of, of the devastation that be, can be caused by storms. And this is the truth that that you need to understand, and and that is in life, you are going to have storms. In life, you are going to have unfairness. And so if you are going to maintain balance in your life, you first of all need to expect that to happen at some point. And then when that does come, that you find your stability 
in your relationship with Christ. Notice at the very end of the Ephesians passage, or at the bottom where it says it's highlighted, in him you two were being built, built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Do you want a stable relationship? Be a stable person. And how do you become a stable person? When God dwells in me through his spirit. Another way that Jesus said it is this. You want stability? Hear God's word. That's what you're doing right now. You're halfway home. You've heard God's word. Now, put it into practice. And what happens on a daily basis in a relationship is that you have the opportunity to do this, that the opportunities present themselves as the storms come to say, is this something where it's going to knock me over? Or is it going to be something where it makes me hold even more closely to Christ? That at those times, how do I hunker down? How do, how do as the storm comes, how does it actually drive me closer to Jesus and hold on to him? As a bunch of other things change, that I hold on to the one whose promises never change who promises to be with me and hold me and, and support me and protect me. That's what balance looks like as God shows it with his children, with us. We continue. We are looking in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, 21 to 25, and now we're, we're, as we look at this relationship and having this foundation on Jesus, we're going to look specifically now as it relates to the marriage relationship. And this is what he writes. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So this now is about every relationship. He's talking to men, women, children, uh, everyone. He's talking specifically to the church that there's going to be opportunities to submit to one another, show respect to one, or, to one another. So submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Whenever I read these things, and, and especially if we're doing maybe in pre-marriage classes or, or people who haven't, who haven't read this before, I just wait. I just wait for the, the backlash that, that is going to come. And, and as we look at this, what it, it shows is, first of all, a misunderstanding of what's being said by, by, by God, and also it shows that we do need to be taught how to create balance, because these things create balance in a relationship. In the blank, you can write, a balance of love and respect offers both warmth and security in a relationship that men and women need. So a balance of love and respect offers both warmth and security in a relationship that both men and women need. Okay, first of all, the, the words submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. The, the, the term, I, I love the term and, and the nuances of the term because what it also can be used for is a situation when you are in an army 
where you fall in line behind a leader. And, and what that allows you to do in a military example, it allows a group of five men falling in behind a leader to act as one. It, it allows a, a group of 25 men or women uh, to, to fall in behind another leader and act as one. It allows a group of 100, 1,000, 10,000 behind different leaders now not to act individually, but to act as one and move forward. And there are thousands and thousands of individuals who do that on a daily basis for their own safety and for the protection of our country. And not only in the military, but it's also police, it's also fire. Anyone who's in a situation where they depend on one another and they need to act together. That's what God is saying needs to happen in a, a relationship. And, and if, you're, if you're going to do that, my goodness gracious, you better trust the person that you're in that relationship with. You must. And how do you gain trust like that? You gain that by loving someone like Christ loved the church. Notice, it's even saying this, because what God is telling us is that we need to listen like we listen to Jesus. And that's a big part for us in creating balance. Whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, that's listening to Christ. And it's saying, Christ, you know what? I trust you. I trust you. Why do I trust you? Because you gave your life for me. You've taken away my sins. I know that you have only what is in mind of what's best for me. And because you have in mind what's best, I will, I will go where you tell me to go. I will do what you tell me to do. And I think the issue that we have is that men love to hear wives submit to their husband and that becomes the club, which means I'm the boss and you do whatever I tell you to because I'm the boss. As opposed to men hearing these words, I need to give up my life. I need to, to work constantly so she sees how much I love her and to know I would never make a decision or ask her to do anything that would hurt her or harm her in any way. But we're a team love and respect, and the balance. And so the picture that I have of this one is of love and respect is, is a little different kind of balance, and it's the balance of a, of a top because at the, at the middle of it, you have a center, right, where, where you spin, and that center for us is Jesus. And the love and respect is what happens. It, it becomes a circle and a cycle. The problem is, is if you don't have a balance on a top, again, it wobbles, right? That, that you need to have both of these two things. And, and what's interesting is that it, it's told, wives are told to submit and, and husbands are told to love, but the reality of it is, is that God wants both of us to do both, or all of us to do both. So why does he say this? Well, a number of reasons. But I would argue it's because, notice it doesn't say women love your husbands. And one of the reasons why is because that is something that, that, that women tend to do naturally anyways. It doesn't mean that they don't have to. It means that those are things that come naturally. But for men, not so much. Men are, are much more of respect people. That, that's the currency we deal with. And so what God is trying to tell us is, is that this is probably the area where you're going to need to work on more. And we'll get to that in a second as we talk about a little bit more. We continue. 
Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. This is now taking the work of Christ in a very personal way. And now what I'm talking about when I talk about balance is I'm not talking about balance in a relationship necessarily, but I'm talking about your personal balance. That, that this isn't about when I'm with someone else and the relationship I'm having with them, but, but is it something where, where I have good balance? And this is something that I remember uh, both when I was in high school, I played football and I wrestled. And, and one of the things that I, I still remember, the, one of the first days of practice in wrestling was the, uh, the um, coach coming and saying, get in a wrestling position. And so there were guys, different guys would be like, whatever, you know, getting in their wrestling position. And what he would do is he would just walk by us and push us. And, and that's how you can tell if you're in a good wrestling position. Because if you can get pushed and you fall, that's horrible balance. The same thing when they talk about football, right? That they say there's a couple reasons not to go in with your head down. And one of the reasons is when you go in with your head down, the coach would do this too, come in for the tackle, just push you on the top of the head and you'd be on the ground. Someone runs right over top of you. That's horrible balance. So when you create balance, you, you, you get in a good position. You make sure you're on your balls of your feet and you're ready to go in an athletic stance, crouching, ready to go. That is balance. And what Christ is telling us is how we get balance spiritually. In the blank, you can write, Jesus' love for us creates balance in our relationship with God and, creates, and gives us a stable source of strength to love others. So in case you don't know what I'm talking about, this is balance, right? So, so we see Kobe and KD, and, and we first of all see uh, in basketball, what do they call that, the triple threat? Is that what it's called? Where you, can, you get in a position where you can shoot, dribble, or pass. And, and that way, you, when you're in that good position, you have balance. The same way defensively. Notice, you don't want to get too far over or too far back. You want to be in a good position. Another way to say it is you need to be centered. And in the same way, in our walk with Christ, we need to be centered. I already told you, God tells us storms are coming. Things are going to come that are going to push us. Things are going to come that, that, that shake us. And where we need to go back to is ultimately to our relationship with Jesus. You have been loved by Jesus Christ. Notice these, these words that, that it talks about. Love the church and gave himself up for her. Jesus gave himself up for you to make you holy, cleansing you with washing with water through the word, a reference to baptism. We are washed. And to present him to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. That's who you are. And in a world that, that is constantly out of balance and, and, and it's difficult to get our footing, 
if we are going to have a relationship with another person, they are going to sin against us. They are, they're going to hurt us. There's going to be a time when, when the balance is like this and we are doing more than our fair share. And so what we do is we go back to the one who gave everything for us and that is Jesus Christ. He gives us the balance and the strength to go forward each day. We continue. So what does this look like, this love and respect? In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does for the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Notice the the wording there. He who loves his wife loves himself. And it shows this oneness, this this relationship uh, that a husband and wife had. They are no longer two but one. So anything you do to hurt your spouse hurts you. That's just the way it is. And and the sooner we understand that, the, the, the better off we are going to be as it creates balance. So in the blank, oh, these are good. Anyone have the first one guessed? The first one? A man loving his wife is like going to... Yes, LA Fitness. That is correct. Like going to LA Fitness. A man loves his wife by devoting time, attention, focus, energy, and resolve to give stability to their relationship. Okay, now here's the deal. You can write a different thing in other than LA Fitness. You can write hunting, you can write golf, you can write coaching, you can write your job. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you are the one that that you look at this and you say, you know what, this is what what I understand what this is like. And this is the thing, is if you are someone who's like, you don't feel healthy and you're out of shape, that you feel that way, right? You're not like in balance with your own body. You do understand that, that, and I know it's hard, I'm not saying it's not hard, but that if you go to the gym with diet and exercise, it, it is I know it's hard, but that's the point of this, is that it, it's, it's not easy, it's hard, and, and it's work. But I'm guessing that there is something in your life that you do this for naturally. That, that it's something you enjoy so much that you're willing to put in that, that energy and that effort. And this is what Christ put in on you. He's the one who devoted time and attention, focus, energy, resolve to give stability to the relationship with you. That that is what he has done. And so imagine if you are someone who does like to go work out. Imagine if you spent as much one-on-one time with your wife as you did in the gym. Imagine if you spent that same amount of time that you did with the Arizona Cardinals with undivided attention, that if someone walks in front of the TV and you're like, get out! I'm watching the game. No, no interruptions. I'm talking to your mother right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> we are having a conversation and I'm trying to let her know that I love her, please. <laughs> Leave us alone. Phone goes off. Don't bother me. You know, it's love time right now. That's what we're talking about. And so when someone talks to you about the hard work of a marriage, this is it. This is it, men. When, when we're talking about loving your wife and, and the desire that she has for you, it's like the gym. 90% of it's showing up. It really is. Showing up day after day and the results come. 
dedication. Okay, the next one. This is a profound mystery. Uh, It's showing this oneness. But I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and his wife must respect her husband. This this might be my favorite fill-in of all time at Crosswalk. Are you ready? A wife respecting a husband is like going to the mall. Correct. (laughs) Going to the mall. A wife respects her husband by finding value in him, by showing excitement, and this is the best one, by checking him out, (laughs) by listening to advice, and by bragging about him. Here's the deal, ladies. There is nothing in this world that is more fragile than the male ego. Sorry. It, it, there isn't. It, it just is. And, and especially with, with guys, pride and respect are things that are very important to us. And, and one of the worst things that I see with, with the disrespect is when, when women attack verbally their, their husbands for their shortcomings and the things that they're not. And, and what happens then, I guarantee you, the, 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 the response to that then is a lack of, fine, you're going to withhold respect, I'll withhold love. That's easy for me. Uh, it, it doesn't hurt my feelings to, to withhold love because that's your currency, not mine. And, and it turns into this cycle where it goes back and for, it, it just keeps going around in a circle. Well, then fine, I'm not going to respect you, then I'm not going to love you. But it also works the other way. That, that as you're looking at the work of marriage and the work of a relationship like this, that look at what God has called you to do. And why can you do that? Because you have balance. I'm balanced. I understand that some of these hurt me and they wound me, but I have balance because I have a relationship and strength with Jesus Christ who gave himself for me. And having been loved like that, I can love my wife like that. It's between me and Jesus to love her. It has nothing to do with her behavior. It has nothing to do with days when I feel the scale, I'm doing so much more and she's doing nothing. It has nothing to do with that. Because that scale in my relationship with Jesus, he's done it all. And that gives me the power, the strength, the balance to move forward. What I'd like to do now is show you a little video. And I've shown you pictures but what this is, is, is this, I like this video because it is a playful video of a husband and wife with a love and respect relationship going kind of back and forth. I'll see what you think of it. I think like loving somebody is top rolled down, James Dean and whomever flying through the mountains, going too fast, reckless. And your idea was, no, bubble tape. Yeah, sitting around. Wrapped up. Eating eating church's chicken. If I didn't have chip gains in my life, I'd still be dreaming in my head, but not acting out on any of that, not living it out. You pushed me. You push me out of my comfort zone. I like comfortable. I like predictable. Mm-hmm. And you push me. Am I any of those? No. Nope. Not comfortable or predictable? You're comfortable in that you're consistent in just who you are as Chip. 
but you're definitely not predictable. I think that's one of the reasons that I love her like I do. I mean, I feel like she knows me in a way that that has caused me to stop acting. You know, I feel like I've really been an actor. I've been a character my whole life. I've always tried to prove something to someone. Do the microphone thing. That okay. makes me feel more comfortable. Remember the time that I came home from that guy's trip in East Texas? Do I look fat? Just, no, just make sure your jeans aren't too tight. You know what, what I mean? Do I feel, do I no, look comfortable? No, your jeans are real tight right there. <laughs> just like that. Why is the only Watch your everything. I'm watching. <laughs> When I caught her, I finally felt content for the first time in my life. I felt like I could be exactly who I was. Look at you, sexy mama. Showing some skin. I see that. That's <laughs> interesting. I have learned so much about order and structure and, and processes through my wife. And God is all of those things to me now. But at the beginning, God was just chaotic to me. He was wild. He was untamed. He was un, unruly. And I, I liked that. But God had a funny way of bringing me Chip to almost have this reality of what it's like to follow Christ, which is a lot of the things are going to push you to a place of discomfort. A lot of things are going to push you to a place of freaking out. It takes someone who's externally this, whatever right, that processes, is, because yeah. um, it helps me get it out there, because it's healthier to be out there than it is just let it all kind of play in my mind. Hmm. I don't want to be in the box anymore. I don't want to play it safe, um, because where the impact is, is over here on the other side. You were like a flower in desperate need of water. You blossomed in a way that was really fascinating to watch. I was made for a reason, and I need to... I need to let whatever God has created me for, I mean, that, that's, that needs to be known. I don't need to stay hidden. That is a bunch of things in it. But one of them, that, that two things that I'd like you to take away, one of them is, is when it talks about the, her relationship with her husband is, is very similar in the relationship within Christ in that it pushes you out of a comfort level because we're different, and, and that's good. Another thing is the, the, the part where it says that you were like a flower in desperate need of water. And I think in that way, all of us are that. And what God does give us is, is water in, in the form of love and respect and relationship. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know where, where the balance is at. But I do know that if you are going to create balance, it, it begins in a relationship with Christ who, who loves you and gave himself for you. It, it starts with also the submitting yourself to him, saying, Christ, I trust you. I trust you not only with my spiritual life, but I trust you with my life today and the decisions that I have and the relationships that I have. And Lord, please guide me and help me to take those steps and, and retain balance with you today. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we, we thank you. Uh, man, the, the love that you have shown to us and the opportunities we have to show respect to you as our God. It's, it's, it's amazing. And 
what, what's, that as we look at these relationships, what's so cool about it is our relationship with you and the church and a relationship in marriage, you use those like interchangeably uh, to show and help us learn what these relationships are all about. Lord, help us create balance in our lives through a relationship with you. Uh, it, it, there might be a situation where we are giving, 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 and, it, and it's not equal and we don't see it changing. If that's the case, help us to, to speak to someone in love and, and ask them for help. But then in those situations where life isn't fair or we're in the middle of a storm, Lord, give us that stability. Help us to, to grow ever closer to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So before we close, if you would like more information about Crosswalk or to listen to other messages, head over to crosswalkphoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held at Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now some closing thoughts from Pastor Dan. As we go today, uh, just a reminder that that meeting, uh, the all-member meeting is 1230. The other uh, final thing is, is just about balance. One of the, the things you might notice if you're thinking about balance, and, and it made me think about that, is when you're balanced, really, you're always moving. That, that balance isn't something you find, and now, okay, now I'm balanced. But, but balance, it, it's constant. It, it's constant adjust, adjustment. And it, and it takes strength. And the more that you balance, the, the more strength you get. And it's my prayer that the Lord will help you find that balance and that strength in him. And as you go, go with the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.